Hey, happy Tuesday, and welcome to the Coaching Minds podcast brought to you by the Mental Training Plan, where we help athletes perform at their best. Today, we're going to be diving into some nutrition, and we have a special guest, Sarah Grippy, the founder of Grip Guns and Gains, and a future mental performance consultant. Welcome to the Coaching Minds podcast, helping you overcome obstacles so you can reach and achieve more. Here are your hosts, Ben and Zeke. Sarah, thanks for joining us uh, to talk through a little bit of the nutrition stuff. As we get going today, first, just tell us a little bit about uh, your background within athletics. I studied general psychology at the University of Mount Union. Because I've always been in sports, I figured I wanted to kind of do something very similar with psychology and sports, but trying to connect the sports with how the brain works and controls all our behavior. So growing up as an athlete, I really wanted to work with athletes and everything like that. So after I graduated, I was a sports performance coach and a personal trainer for, I would say like four to five years. And I really enjoyed it, but it still wasn't exactly what I wanted to do. And uh, I finally discovered a degree that allowed me to do this type of work. And I got my master's degree in sports psychology. And one thing that was really cool about the sports psychology degree is it came with two other concentrates, which was injury prevention and performance enhancement. I know we spoke briefly and you described, uh, you know, a trip that you had similar to Comer's, but where your, <laughs> your nutrition preparation wasn't quite as, as solid as his. Uh, talk to us a little bit about just kind of that experience. Whenever I went to my honeymoon, my, my husband, he's, he's been climbing mountains for a while. It's like one of his like hobbies other than everything else he does, but he's the outdoorsy man. And I was like the team sport girl. So the Huntington ravine trail is one of the most dangerous trails. And this mountain too is the most dangerous mountain and trail in the new England area. And they even had to put a warning sign right before that trail. So it said that there was hands and feet climbing, there's going to be extreme winds and uh, rain, there's a ton of wet conditions because the whole entire uh, mountain has waterfalls and creeks through it. And there's a lot of close to edge climbing. So if you just kind of make one slip, if you are in those hands and feet climbing, you're going to fall. And um, I also like that last little bit of the warning sign. It says, don't forget the other trails right there. Just trying to convince you to say, maybe don't, maybe don't go on this one. Right, right. Like there's a lot of just like, hey, this is your own risk. <laughs> right. So uh, we decided to take that risk. And we knew that um, this mountain had some severe climates on top of the mountain. They do have a, a weather forecast, I think every hour to two hours at the bottom, just to make sure like you call in before and they let you know the weather. So that's what we did to make sure that day wasn't too bad. Still wasn't the best weather, but still we, we were able to uh, climb that mountain that day. So um, anyways, with how high um, the mountain is, there is a very high wind gust up there to the point where there's like just a cloud kind of surrounding the top of it. And the hot on top of that mountain, it is the highest wind speed ever recorded on earth. It, it was, I think 1934 and it was clocked at 231 miles per hour. And, um, 
Yeah, it's pretty fast. Like it was to the point where no one was allowed to be on top of that mountain for that day. So when we went, uh, the winds were pretty fierce, not 231 miles per hour, but to the point where when you were standing out there, you really had to hold on to something or you were just going to be blown over. Like they, they, um, had some stuff to make sure you didn't fall. But I remember just being pressed against a rock for a while because I just couldn't stand it at that point in time. But I watched my husband just like snacking on everything like raisins. He had a ton of cliff bars. Uh, we even had those like preheat uh, made rice packs that you can just stick in the microwave for like a minute and a half. So we just kind of ate them cold, but he was also drinking a lot of water from our camelbacks. And we also brought propel and I saw him every single second. We took a break. He was refilling every 30 minutes to an hour. And he always asked me like, do you need something? And I was chewing gum. Like, I'm good. <laughs> you know, like I, I'm full from breakfast, even though that was at like 4am, it's probably eight, nine o'clock at this point in time. I, I had some raisins and I remember eating some almonds too, everyone, whenever I felt some hunger. But other than that, I did not, I hundred percent did not have a plan. We also made um, those Mountain house meals. Um, we decided to do it on our own where we would just vacuum seal them we uh, we did this before we even left. We froze them and then we decided to take them to New Hampshire, which was about like a 14 hour drive for us. Like we did break it up a little bit, but still we were able to transport the mountain house meals we made and um, no sauce, no like cheese or anything. We had like pasta and beef in one and couscous and chicken in another really, really plain meals, but we were expected to eat them on the summit. So we also had one of those like jet boil cooking systems where it would unthaw the meat and boil up the um, little packs and we were able to eat our food. But right when we got about 30 minutes away from the top, this is where I, I lost energy and it was just like a complete down spiral, like instantly. It's like, you know how you kind of feel hungry. You're like, you're okay. You're okay. And then instantly it's just like, boom, you're done. <laughs> like that's exactly what happened to me. And I was expecting to eat these meals on the top of the summit. But once again, like we didn't realize how windy it was going to be to the point where we had to wait as we um, got down to the bottom. So luckily this, this mountain is for tourists. Like this is one of like the main places where people go to New Hampshire for. So you can drive up the mountain if you would like to. And they actually have an area where it's like indoors and they have grab and go food there. And I smashed, like I smashed everything. I remember having pizza, grapes, coffee, trail mix. Um, I could keep, I could keep going on. I think I even had Skittles just because I was like, I don't even like candy. And I was just like, I need sugar, <laughs> you know, I needed everything. And I finally felt like a normal person. I remember just sitting there for a while, like kind of shaking even. And I'm kind of glad we did get to have that touristy area there because the fact that we went a little bit down the mountain, we wanted to eat the food. We cooked it up and everything. But instantly when we brought that food out, we got swarmed by bugs and we were getting bitten alive. Like they were huge to the point where um, my bites, they were bleeding like down my neck. I remember, and they were, it, they were big and they were bad. So we remember just dumping the food, trying to take the plastic so we didn't litter or anything. And then we sprinted a little bit. Like we really did. It, it was a bad situation. So I'm glad we, we got to eat so early. So this is basically my story saying like, 
do your research, use your resources, and please prepare yourself because I absolutely did not. And I'm so glad my husband has done this a couple of times. And it seems like in today's today's world, being so fast paced, we do what pretty much the opposite of that, right? Not having a plan for it. Yeah. Um, we had some athletes just this week, right before a game, they're just downing um, Taco Bell because yeah. it was most well, convenient, and that their parents dropped off for them. And does that what kind of an impact will that have um, on their performance? That's going to be just maybe an hour away eating. Uh, most commonly, people just eat a bunch of fast food right before a game. Go to one of those fresh markets and pick one of those like pre-made meals out. They have a ton of those things where I, I know at least Giant Eagle, I, maybe there's not a Giant Eagle by you, a Piggly Wiggly, I don't know your location, but they always have those pre-made places where uh, like areas where they have the sandwiches, they have the salads. Um, I know they have rotisserie chickens, still full of sodium, but at least it's a big protein right there and it can last you probably like two weeks. So there is definitely options compared to trying to eat that mystery meat burger. Yeah, so we're saying, you know, for athletes, instead of just, hey, after, instead of just after school, before the game, go grab some fast food, have a plan, pack it ahead of time. Worst case scenario, go to a gas station that's got, like, basically anything that comes in a bag is either going to be high sugar or crazy high in salt and crazy processed or something like that. Anything that's in this cooler area that has an expiration date on it, that at some point is going to go bad is, is a, a better option in that, in that scenario where you need some fast food. Um, but you know, let's say for the athlete who is trying to kind of hone in on how can I gain an edge? How can I perform just a little bit better? Let's narrow down a little bit just into the specifics of nutrition. What are the some what are some of the things that your athletes need to know um, when it comes to macronutrients? There's basically three areas that you really want to focus on, and that's just the protein, the carb, and fat. And you want to have one of those for every single meal. You want to drink the water for every single meal. It's it's really that simple and in between. So um, the reason why the macronutrition is so important is because the proteins they break down the stomach's amino acids to help repair that tissue. So clearly if you're an athlete, you're destroying your muscles and breaking up that tissue. It helps repair that area, your bones, you're less likely to break something and your skin. Let's say that you dove down for something and you ended up getting a brush burn, you know, that's going to help heal that area a lot faster. So it creates essential hormones and enzymes to help boost the immune system too. So, you know, crazy that, you know, one day, maybe we go through a pandemic and maybe this protein will save your life. Like who knows? But anyways, these uh, proteins that are going to help your immune system, it's going to be mainly lean meats of like chicken, fish, uh, turkey, and any type of lean beef. You, ha you have to be careful with beef just because there is so much fat. So you might want to find something that's like 85, 90% from there. But when it comes to carbs, those healthy carbs, they're going to help keep your brain and muscles at their optimal level for honestly everyday activity. So when it comes to the carbs, you want to find anything that's potatoes, like so, so starchy and white potatoes. I honestly think they're fine. So you don't only have to go with sweet potatoes, rice, fruit, whole grains, quinoa, and uh, a lot of green vegetables have carbs as well. And people don't really realize that. 
And then lastly, when it comes to fats, this is where the body is going to help function properly because that vitamin absorption is going to be at its optimal level. So once again, this is where having nuts, avocado, olive oil, and hummus type of spreads are going to be very beneficial. And then from there, if you want to figure out what kind of percentage for each of these, this is where I would kind of like help you with this and um, try to figure out what percentage you would need for carbs, which would generally be about 40 to 60%. Uh, protein would be around 25 to 30%. And then fat, we can um, try to figure out like 10 to 30%. But for athletes, that would be roughly around like a 5% fluctuation, just depending on the demand of your sport and how much you put um, on your body. So just make sure that it equals up to 100%. And then from there, you just want to fill up those percentages with the healthy foods just to do that job. I know one of the athletes that I was working with, she said she was, you know, just complaining about kind of crashing toward the end of one of her golf, the long golf tournaments. And so being able to have that enough protein in there to kind of sustain you and and get enough energy, you know, she wasn't, she was doing okay calorie wise. um, But when we kind of looked at what were the calories she was eating, it was almost a it was almost a hundred percent carbs and sugars and and easy snacks like that. Um, wasn't really getting any fats or any protein, um, and so you know she made some tweaks. So you know, in in your opinion, are there any are there any apps online that are you know our listeners could use to track their food? What what recommendations do you have as far as that goes? Yeah, and um, there's there's a ton of apps out there and. The way that I at least work with my clients, I kind of do a combination of uh, two things. So first off, I would kind of uh, figure out with my mindset clients at least how they would feel mentally and physically and how they perform. From there, I would obtain that information and then I would figure out the macros that we kind of just talked about. After I complete this, this is where I would have my athletes download my FitnessPal app. And this is something that I I really liked. And whenever I started more of my nutrition journey, because I will say that my physical journey has been since I've been able to walk where nutrition, like you don't really realize you need good nutrition until after college. And this is where I want to help my clients realize that before it's too late, like it's after their career's over. So with downloading the MyFitness app, they're able to do this for free or you could pay for premium. It it doesn't really matter. Um, I noticed that you can use the free app as much as possible and get all the information. But one thing that the premium does, it does help you calculate all that stuff on its own. But that's kind of how I kind of come into play and help that um, without the guessing game from there. So we talk about this is all on the on the food side of it. What about uh, with hydration? Are there some things that you talk about with your athletes uh, just about hydration? Because that's just as big of a piece as a nutrition. So for my athletes that are in team sports, I I tell them to keep some type of water source by them at all times. Um, This is where maybe they don't necessarily have to have a full gallon water jug by them, but some type of water bottle that they're able to refill will do. I know some people like to keep track and you see those like water jugs that have, you know, 1 PM, you're close to close to finishing and so on and so forth. Uh, You can do something like that if you need to keep on track. But the fact that 
um, it's just the water bottles close by to you, you're going to be more willing to drink more water. And that's something that if it's not there, you're most likely not going to utilize it. So instead of every single break you take for work or school, instead of utilizing that time to look at your phone, this is where you might just want to take a sip of water and hydrate, or maybe have that glass where every single time you do have a break, type, type, sip, type, type, sip, compared to the negative type, type, oh, let me look at my phone. This is where if you do have a lot of water loss to replenish, men would have roughly about nine cups where women would have about 12.5. So if you don't like the taste of water, this is where you can add some elements to change the flavor. So if you want to um, infuse it, I, I my favorite is cucumbers and lemon together. I, I don't really like lemon water. So the cucumber kind of subsides the crazy lemon taste. And it's really easy to, you can just throw them in um, right into the water. Just make sure you don't keep it in there for 24 hours. Cause that's when the lemon and cucumber kind of get gross, or you can use one of those diffusers that works too. Um, if you don't like to do that, this one, you can throw some BCAAs into your glass. Um, I know that they have uh, like blue raspberry, watermelon, um, pow- um, fruit punch, stuff like that, where you can add some flavor to the water. But if you're doing some type of hiking, um, so kind of hiking safety for that 10 hour hike that we ended up doing, we did bring two, two liter camelbacks. So I had a camelback with two liters and my husband did too. We also had two propel bottles with us and one of those 32 ounce, uh, like nail jean water bottles and one of those survival straws, just in case we, you know, never know if the thing pops or something like that. So we, we had a lot of water source, like that was our main um, scare running out of water. So with having this water, it's going to give you, um, you know, the prevention of getting that type of heat stroke, maybe getting headaches, feeling fatigue, um, getting that lightheadedness away and muscle cramps. Like we all know as an athlete, we cramp all the time. This is going to prevent that um, regular body temper temperature and also will help increase the cognition and mood as well. And I know there was a, there was a study we talked about with our golfers from university of Lincoln. That was a study on the effect, the effect of acute mild dehydration on cognitive motor performance in golf. And you know, this, they said this was the first study to show that mild dehydration can impair distance, accuracy, decision-making and distance judgment during golf performance. One of the specific stats that they pointed out, um, you know, just with a a 3% dehydration, um, was that you lost 12% on distance with your clubs and a 7% drop in accuracy. And, you know, that's for, for the average athlete, not that big of a deal for the, for the average football player. Like, can you eat Taco Bell and still physically go play a game? Yes. Are you going to be able to do it at a high level? No. Are you going to be able to truly play at your full potential if you're dehydrated? No, absolutely not. There's there's going to be a, a, a drop off there. So what specifically? Um, let's say you've got a you know you've got an athlete that you're working with. How do you make sure that they are hydrated come performance time? You first want to kind of monitor the 
color of your urine to make sure it's not that dark yellow or um, kind of like a brown amber. And this is where you want to make sure that it moves into that colorless or even like that super, super light yellow type of look. And if they are super dehydrating, this is where having that gallon jug is you know, necessary. Like before, if you just want to drink more, having that water bottle will be fine. But if you are dehydrated, like the gallon, like is very important at this time and you want to consume it before, during, and after exercise. So just having it by you once again, close by is going to be very beneficial. So every pound lost, you want to drink 16 ounces of water. So like, let's say that you weigh yourself before and after a workout, whatever you were before, and then you weigh yourself after you lost about three pounds. That means you're going to have to consume about 48 ounces of water. So that means you just, you know, 16 ounces times three. And that's that's just to, that's just to replenish from what you lost in the workout. That's not even like continuing to be hydrated for the day. That's just because of the workout, right? Right. Yeah. It's like, um, if we decide to work out and uh, we're hungry, like we can, you know, tack on another 200, 300 calories from our day. It's, it's not, Oh, this is what I need to complete with. No, you have to add on like that. That's hundred percent. Right. So like, let's say we're not exercising. That's when you want to drink about 10 to 16 ounces every hour for eight to 12 hours for your day. So knowing what you know, now, what's something you wish you would have known or what you could tell your younger self? So this, I tell myself all the time that I wish I wasn't so naive. I kind of just went through the motions, whatever anybody told me, I just, I did it, but I didn't know why. Like I never knew why. And that's something when I do work with my clients, I make sure they at least know why they're doing these certain things. So um, just whenever I was younger, I just remember I was the tallest. I, I had my growth spurt before everyone. I was, I've always had kind of like a muscle muscular build on me. And I took that for granted. I'm like, oh, I'm better than everybody else. Like I am going to be really good. And this is something where um, knowing that, like thinking I was the best and I thought I was the healthiest and knowing everything about my sport. um, I just want to tell people that sometimes like you don't want to think about um, this is going to be true forever that kind of attitude is definitely not going to let you go as far as you want to, because like you do think you're going to be there, but like you haven't exceeded farther from there. So you've honestly just kind of stayed where you're at. Of course, when it comes to the nutrition, um, we want to just make sure that we eat our veggies. um, We value having that rest time when we do do your rehab. And something that my Italian parents always told me is, eat a pizza every once in a while. <laughs> there you go. Well, any athletes that want to reach out and uh, contact Sarah, you can get a hold of her on Facebook or Instagram under grip guns and gains grip spelled with two P's um, or check out the three G experience.com. Sarah, thank you so much for your time today. It's been great having you on. Yeah. Thank you so much. And, um, you guys are doing great. I love listening to your podcast and it, it helps me with my clients and it helps with, with my own mindset too. Until next time, make your plan and put it to work.